0: Thankfully, I did not. (laughs) Um, I am so excited to be back home. Being back in St. Louis was really nice, I will say. But there's no place like home. There's no place like being with your church family. Amen? Amen. All right, I will be reading tonight from Galatians 5. Galatians 5, starting in verse 22. And it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And you may be seated tonight. So I had originally decided to call this... um, I guess, sermonette kind of a thing. Well, not sermonette, but like a sermonette. Okay. Um, I originally was going to call it Acts. Like, not as in like the book of Acts, but like actions. I was going to call it that, but then the Lord was like, well, let's kind of go in this direction instead. So I'm like, okay, I'll just go with that instead. So I don't really have a title tonight, and I apologize for that. I don't have a slide. I'm not not fancy. But um, I do feel like what God has given me is for tonight. So... Um, I I really like learning about the fruits of the Spirit. It's just always been something that I have enjoyed reading about and learning from my Sunday school teachers and being at school. Um, And the fruits of the Spirit are what I like to call a byproduct of being in a relationship with God. To operate in the fruits of the Spirit, we have to be connected to the Spirit. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking with other tongues for God to live in us so that we can live with these gifts. And it's not something that's going to happen overnight as the microwave generation likes to believe, my generation likes to believe. It's a slow process. It's a hard process, but it's worth it in the end. It's worth it because as God works on us and moves within us to be, become who he wants us to be, which is a reflection of him. And the fruits of the spirit, they're just, they're wonderful reminders of who God is and who he is in our lives. And and I'm not going to talk about all of them tonight, because there are quite a few, (laughs) but I would like to talk about a few of them. Um, And as we go through the fruits of the spirit, I would like to kind of Mention actions that we can take, but that's not going to be my primary focus like I thought it was going to be. But it's okay. Uh, The first gift that we come to is love. In Mark chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 30, it says, And thou shalt love thy neighbor, I'm sorry, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely, this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Just from that last statement alone, we can see that love is very important to God. I mean, he loved the world so much that he was willing to come down as a baby, a child. This eternal being who has been around for forever decided to come down in a baby i would never want to go back to being a a baby ever it's not my style um but i i can't imagine coming to to be with us like that it's it's incredible the sacrifice and he didn't have to do it but he did it for our sake he did it for us and just as god loves us unconditionally we are to love others and sometimes it isn't easy to love someone, especially if they've hurt you. But I mean, you hear, you've heard the phrase, hurt people hurt people. And what can we do to help those people is by loving them, showing them that people actually care, and by just being a light to them. And loving one, one another is a great way <laughs> to just help each other get through a multitude of situations. Knowing that someone cares for you or is kind of rooting in your corner, so to speak, it can make the make, mean, make all the difference in the world. And love is something that we all need. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 7 says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not... Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. And love can take on many forms. I'm not really talking about romantic love. I'm talking about brother and sisterly love of Christ because we are the children of God and we have to love our neighbors and love each other. I and mean, it could be as simple as calling someone and saying, hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? That's a simple act of love that we can show people that we actually do care. We're not all wrapped up in ourselves like some people can be. It could be as simple as just asking a friend out for coffee just because, just because you wanted to see their face. But love has helped me through a lot of things in my life, a lot of tragedy that I have faced, and it helped me through those darkest moments, knowing that there were people who loved me and a God who loved me. Ruth and Naomi are fantastic examples that we can look to when it comes to love. I mean, Ruth refused to leave her mother-in-law. She refused to leave her. Even after losing her husband and being in a strange place, Naomi gave her the option, you can go home. You can be with your people. But Ruth decided to stay because she loved her mother-in-law. And instead of going back to the familiar, she stayed even if it meant traveling to a distant land and to a people that she didn't know. The next uh, fruit of the Spirit that we come to is joy. 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I mean, in this day, I mean, pastor mentioned it, we can be so consumed by grief because of all the events happening. I mean, in the last weekend alone, we've had terrible things happen across this country, and we've lost people. But there are so many many different tragedies that are going to keep happening, and it can be hard to just kind of put on a smile. Because it's like, well, I mean, the world's unhappy, so I'm going to be unhappy. But someday your smile could mean the world to someone. I mean, I have heard stories where someone was just friendly with this random stranger. They didn't know them. They just smiled and spoke to them for a moment. And then I hear the story of how they got invited to church and all of that. And then I hear that that person was contemplating taking their life. But instead, someone showed them Kindness, so someone showed them love, and someone who had joy in their heart gave them a second chance at life. And you don't know what someone could be going through on a daily basis. It could be something simple like spilling coffee on your favorite shirt or something monumental. You don't know. But it could just make someone's day better by showing the joy of the Lord, by being happy to see them, even if you might not be. <laughs> you never know who's looking for something to just hold on to. There's a song by For King Country uh, called Joy. Plain and simple, and the chorus repeats the phrase, I choose joy. And I I, I love this song because it bases around that theme, choosing joy over sadness, choosing Dancing over mourning. It's one of my favorite songs just for that reason itself. Today I choose joy. I choose to give thanks to God for where I am. And my day may seem pretty rough. I I, things might be going on, but you know what? It's gonna be fine. Because I choose joy. I choose to be happy. I choose to be positive. Because that kind of thinking can make your whole day a whole lot better. I mean look like one thing that I have I tried, actually kind of embarrassing to mention, I tried this. I would wake up in the morning and I would say, look in the mirror and say, Today is gonna be a good day. And I felt silly. <laughs> I really did. I felt silly standing in front of my mirror and just going, is gonna be a great day. And then sometimes it would go great. And sometimes it would just go downhill from there. But I still chose joy in the end. And I can laugh about it now because I chose joy. When there are people around you who have kind of bought into that negative spirit and just everything is terrible, my coffee mug broke this morning, I don't know, Uh, I don't know, my phone fell on the floor and the screen cracked, I don't know. But just remind them. If you ever meet, come across someone like that, I'm sure you will. Just remind them to choose joy instead. Say, yeah, that's not a great moment. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer that your phone screen is totally cracked now. But you know what? It's fixable. It's going to be okay. This is not the end of the world. <laughs> Things will get better. Romans 15:13 says... Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. The next fruit of the Spirit that we come to is peace. Peace is something that I pray for all the time. Whether it be peace in my heart and my mind, peace in this church, peace in the world. My mind can get so caught up in the chaos and the, the news and all of that. Can just I can forget the simple things. I can forget who God is. I can, I can forget all these things because I get so caught up in that. But Isaiah 26.3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. If we just keep our eyes on Jesus and we keep praying for that peace and we believe that God will give us peace, then we will have peace. And not only has love helped me through difficult times, but peace has as well. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of an older song. Um, I'm, I was big into f- songs when I was, like, researching and doing this message. I apologize, but it's just I like that. We sang uh, this song at my grandmother's funeral, Um, me and my sister did, and it's a peace, peace, wonderful peace, coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit and love me, I pray, in fathomless billows of love. I love that song. That song can comfort me because it's a reminder of how we can totally be wrapped up in God's presence and wrapped up in his peace. And Jesus spoke to a storm in Mark chapter 4 and called it peace. And the disciples, while while Jesus was taking a nap in the bottom of the boat out in the middle of the sea, the disciples were like, hey, um... We're going to die. Can you, can you come and help us a little bit, please? And Jesus just kind of just gets up and walks up to the deck and rebukes the sea and says, Peace, be still. And everything changed in that moment. Mark four thirty nine, and it says, And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. God can speak those words into our lives and change absolutely everything. When we are running and we can't seem to stop, when we're caught on every side, there's nowhere to turn. God will speak speak peace and our storm will cease. His peace is exactly what this world needs. His peace and his love. The next... Spirit, gift of the Spirit. That we come to is patience. I have been told my my whole life, pretty much, not to really pray for patience, but like to pray for patience, but to not really pray for patience. I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my head. Um, like as soon as I would pray for peace, like you would you would have to have the opportunity, the choice, to be more. Patience with people. I asked God for more patience my sophomore year of college, and then I became a resident assistant. Um, and that was not the greatest way to become more patient. That was very difficult. <laughs> but not only is it patience with others, but it's patience with ourselves and patience with the promise of God. Second Peter 3 9 says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to usward not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance sometimes we just have to wait on the Lord and there's a song called wait on the Lord by James Wilson and if you have not heard that song you need to listen to that song look it up it's amazing but waiting is never a fun process. And I know because I've waited a lot. I mean, I don't I just I don't like to wait. I hate waiting in line. I hate I hate waiting for like packages that I've ordered to come in the mail. I I hate waiting. I don't like it. I really don't. But that's a really large part of walking with God. It's huge. It's one of the biggest parts. But he's never going to reveal the entire way, and our our entire path. That's never how it's going to be. Because if he revealed all of that to us, then what would be the point of faith? What would be the point of taking that step when you're not exactly sure where it's going to land, but knowing that God has got you? He's got you right there, and he knows exactly what he's doing. We have to have patience knowing that God will work things out for our good, whether that be in any situation. He will will work it out if we are patient and knowing that he's going to do things for our good. Job was one of the most patient people in the Bible. At least I think so. He had everything taken away from him. Everything. And yet he was still like, yeah, I'll wait on you, Lord. I'm not going to be happy while I'm waiting. That's for sure. (laughs) But I'll wait on you. And I don't know what I would do if I, if everything that I had was torn away from me. I, which I, I guess I'm glad because God is still working on me in that respect. But Job was definitely the example of like God's perfect just patience in a person, I guess. <laughs> Aside from Job's constant woes, he, he still was that patient person. He was constantly talking about how everything was gone and how everything was bad. But in Job 13.15, it says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even though my finances aren't doing well, I'm going to trust him. Even though my family is all but gone, I will trust in him. It would be an amazing feat to have the patience of Job. But thankfully, God is patient with us as well. When we trip, when we stumble and fall, and when we get hung up on the silliest of things, and God is patient. He's like, all right, come along. Oh, you're stuck. Okay, hold on, let me come back. (laughs) Let's go. He's patient with us. The next gift of the Spirit that we come across is kindness. Kindness is very important, just as important as all of the other ones that I have mentioned. (laughs) But if we are not kind... Then absolutely no one would want to interact with us. If we're not just nice to people that we meet in everyday life, then who would want to come to a church where they're all rude? I wouldn't want to. I would never feel welcome in a place where people were rude. But Ephesians four thirty-two says, "And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted." Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Kindness is found everywhere in the Bible. But the story that I love to talk about, and it's talked about probably a lot and mentioned a lot, is the story of the Good Samaritan. It's just one of those tried and true stories of showing the kindness of people. Luke 10, verse 30 through 34 says... And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, which he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. It doesn't matter who someone is or how they may treat you, God does not want us to react in kind. He wants us to be kind to people. He wants us to be friendly and be open to receiving anyone who will come to his house. God wants us to act in that kindness. And there there are so many ways to show his kindness. Buying someone's lunch. Just being kind in that way. Or even... um, Excuse me, I'm sorry, Um, praying for people or just opening the door or random little things that you can do just to show kindness, just to show love, to show who God is through us. And these are really simple ways, really simple ways to show God's love and show his kindness and to be kind. But I'm sure that there are many ways that I never thought of because all of our lives are different and we can reach different people. But showing kindness is one of the best ways to meet people because usually if you show kindness, they're going to show kindness back to you. And I I'm I won't continue going through each after this. I like there's goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. But I'm going to stop with kindness tonight. If you could stand with me. I've heard the phrase and the the saying all of my life that actions speak louder than words. And that's something that everyone has heard. That's not a new concept. But guess what? It's true. Actions speak so much louder. Than words. If I see someone being, or like observe someone being kind or generous to someone, I have in, like incredible respect for that person, especially if they don't mention it to me at all. If they're not seeking fame, if they're not seeking all of the attention that comes with, oh, I did a good thing, pat me on the back. No. <laughs> but if someone comes, like if I see someone doing something great, Like, I don't know, helping an old lady cross the street. But then they come and say, hey, did you see me do that? Wasn't that cool of me? I'm not going to think that's that cool. Like, yes, I'm very glad that you helped that person. But when you're, like, when you talk about it and you do all these things, it doesn't seem genuine. But our actions do affect how people see us. But in the end, we should not want to be seen. Because, like I said in the beginning, we are a reflection of Him. So, I don't want someone, when they look at me, I don't want them to see me. I want them to see God. People should see God through us, through our actions, through our words. Not seeing what we're doing, but the light that shines. It isn't about the fame or the recognition or the pat on the back that you might think you deserve. It is just about showing God to people. If we have a relationship with God, then we can really begin to change in these areas. The few that I did mention. But if we don't have a relationship with God, then these are going to be a lot harder (laughs) to work on. So tonight, when we, when we pray, I will ask you guys to come forward tonight. But as we go into prayer tonight, why don't we ask God to help us uh, and identify the things that we need to work on and the things that we need to face up to and really move forward in what God wants us to do and be. So if you'd like to make your way to the front. Let's go before the Lord tonight. Let's lift our hands to heaven. In Jesus' name, we call upon your name tonight, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be with an incredible group of people, Jesus, tonight. I'm so thankful, Lord, for the interaction that I'm able to have with you, Jesus.